1: Hello again, friends. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock Central columnist Scott Davis. The payoff is the headline of Scott's column that is up on Gamecock Central right now. We invite you to check it out. Scott, the Gamecocks are headed to the Final Four. One of the most unlikely and improbable Final Four runs in the history of the NCAA tournament. Scott, the Gamecocks are headed to the Final Four.
0: Yeah, it's just been an incredible run. It's been so rewarding, so exciting for these guys. You know, when when we entered the tournament this year, my hope was... They could just get that monkey off their back and not have to hear uh, South Carolina hasn't won a tournament game in 44 years and not have to see that graphic replayed every time they took the court in a, in a tournament game. And so I honestly went into this thing thinking, hey, hopefully they'll just knock one game out, and then we'll see what happens. And lo and behold, uh, here we are uh, talking about them heading to the Final Four they have played four brilliant games in this tournament. And it as, as we've said uh, when we've talked about this run a couple of times, this has been anything but a fluke. They had the most difficult pathway to the Final Four of anybody who got there. They beat four legitimately good teams and really um, did it with, you know, just a, a suffocating defensive effort as always. And... um unexpectedly good offensive play. So it's just been one of the most satisfying things I can remember as a sports
1: fan. Scott, you say in your column this week that you weren't sure that a moment like this was possible. And as I'm reading, I'm nodding my head in agreement saying I felt the same way. You said you didn't allow yourself to believe a moment like this was possible. But here we are, Gamecocks in the Final Four.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> when you're a Gamecock fan, the reality is there's just been a lot of heartbreak along the Along the way, there have been some exciting moments too. Those two baseball championships obviously were, um, a revelation for South Carolina fans at that time because it really proved that they could finally break through and, and actually win a major title here. Um, but this has just been so exciting. It's just for me, I just, I tried not to get caught up in thinking about making the final four. I, I really did do, as you always hear players and coaches say as a fan, I took it one game at a time. I was like, let's just enjoy the run, see where we are when this thing's finished and go from there. And all of a sudden I'm looking at my screen on Sunday and I'm seeing the South Carolina coach cut the nets down. And it really hit me at that moment what had transpired here and, and how – uh long this journey was for them to get here.
1: You said in your column this week that uh, this Gamecock team just went to work and got the job done and that's a rare mm-hmm. quality you just don't see it much anymore and you know the, to me that's the strength of this Gamecock team man they are gritty they're tough as nails and they're mm-hmm. relentless they just keep coming and they outworked everybody they played so far in the NCAA tournament.
0: They really did. It's everything you could ask for from a sports team that you'd follow in terms of effort enthusiasm, passion. You know, you hear all these terms all the time. And sometimes it seems like a cliche when you talk about things like that. But that really was the difference. They just simply cared more about this than the teams they were playing. And it showed. And um, you know, the, just to see the, the look on, on the, the coaches' faces after it was over, you know, Frank Martin has talked a lot about what um, – you know, there have been some bumps in the road on this journey for him at South Carolina and what a, a long road it's been. He he said that he always knew that they would eventually get this thing going, but there were some times where you couldn't help but allow doubt to creep into your mind and so to see the just, you know, the sheer joy of, of the coaches and players after this thing was finally complete. It was just really rewarding as somebody who's followed this team forever.
1: Scott, it got me to thinking about Frank Martin and what an amazing run that his career has been and for it to culminate now in this trip to the final four. It's gotta be so gratifying for him. You know, I feel like in a lot of ways Gamecock fans are still getting to know Frank Martin to some extent, but we've we've seen a different side of him in this tournament run that I don't think we've seen before and what a down to earth guy he is and Mm -hmm. I, I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, Frank Martin got his first coaching job as a JV coach. He coached high school JV basketball in South Florida. Apparently, the the, the uh, JV coach didn't show up one day, and they offered Frank Martin a job, and he coached JV high school ball for two years. In the second year, his team went 22-0, and 0 and he wound up becoming the head basketball coach at Miami Senior High School, and he won eight state championships there. So he coached 13 years of high school basketball before he ever got into the college ranks, and... You know, a couple of assistant coaching stops. He wound up uh, hooking up with Bob Huggins and worked at Cincinnati on Huggins' staff. And to say that Frank Martin, he, he hasn't just done it his way, Scott. He's done it the hard way. His mm-hmm. path is one that is is seldom been traveled. And to me, he embodies the American dream. You know, the, the son of Cuban exiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody gave him much of a chance to ever get to a Final Four or even be a head coach in a major college program. And he has persevered. He has gone to work and gotten the job done. And Frank Martin uh, really represents the American dream to me, Scott. There's
0: no doubt about it. I mean, his story is, is really incredible if you think about it. I mean, most of the time, the people who make their way through the ranks in college basketball, you see it happen a lot at Duke and North Carolina. Former players who get a shot on the staff of you know their alma mater, and they work their way up and eventually get head coaching jobs with varying degrees of success from there on. He didn't have any of that, uh, opportunity to work with. As you talk about a, a son of Cuban immigrants escaping the Castro regime and yep. Cuba, and uh, coming to Miami and just trying to, uh, sprint by. He had a passionate, uh, speech about his mother and all of her sacrifices, um, After the game on Sunday, and so it's been a very um, moving, really at times, uh, story. And to, as you said, to to continue to get to know him as a person and who he is. You know his his uh, the view of him nationally sometimes is. He's that guy that is, you know, huffing and puffing on the sidelines and yelling and screaming. But the fact of the matter is his players love him. You know, there was an article, I believe, in Yahoo this morning that talked about all of his former Kansas State players as well as some of the former South Carolina players like Michael Carrera. They just had nothing but good things to say about him because they said it's rough during the game. But he's the standard in practice, but he's also a guy who after it's over takes you aside and says, Listen, it's all love, it's all because I want you to be the best you can be and that if you ever need him, you know, you can stop by his office and talk to him about anything and for these guys he's been a father figure. And I'm just really happy for him that this happened.
1: Yeah, no question. Happy for Frank Martin and happy for these players, you know, particularly the seniors that have been through some tough times. South Carolina had five consecutive losing seasons, but, you know, it took him a couple, three years to kind of get his players in place. And he's dealt with some turnover on the roster. And now the payoff has arrived. And that's the headline of Scott's column this week on Gamecock Central. Emerson Phillips with Scott Davis here on Gamecock Central Radio. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got this free phone app that allows you to listen to our podcasts on your cell phone. You can listen anywhere you receive cell phone service. The app is free. Our podcasts are free. You can get the app on the App Store and on Google Play. And you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services. Or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. So, Scott, uh, talk about your feeling watching the Gamecocks beat Florida Sunday at Madison Square Garden and then cut down the nets at the world's most famous arena. Darius Rucker was crying in the stands. And to me, <laughs> Scott, one of the most emotional moments for me was seeing the video after after the game of Justin Mackey going up into the stands mm-hmm. to hug mm-hmm. his father, B.J., who was the all-time leading scorer in Gamecock basketball history. You think about the well. pain of, of B.J.'s teams, Scott, mm-hmm. you know – a two-seed and a three-seed in 97 and 98, and the Gamecocks were upset, beaten in the first round both years. B.J. never won a game in the NCAA tournament. How, uh, What a feeling it must be for him to see his son going on, on to the Final Four with the Gamecock uniform on his chest.
0: Well, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't get a little bit teary-eyed watching that video. B.J. Mackey was my favorite Gamecock athlete of all time in any sport. I just loved the way he played. He had a killer instinct at the end of games. Um That team came along at a time when really the entire South Carolina athletic program was just in the doldrums. I mean, it was dead. Football was dead. Baseball was mediocre at best. And basketball had been not very good for a long time. And so the, those guys, that particular team, really rejuvenated the Gamecock fan base. And I love that team. And so to see that, you know, just to see the emotion that B.J. Mackey was overwhelmed um, by his son being able to make the Final Four, playing for his alma mater. And you think about a guy like Justin Mackey um, and all the seniors at South Carolina. We are in the one-and-done era in college basketball and have been for about 15 years now. And so sometimes we don't see these storylines emerge anymore where you have a guy like Cendarius Thornwell who plays all four years and really comes into his own as a senior, or Justin Mackey who plays sparingly, really, throughout his career and then uh during his senior year becomes a very um productive contributor for a team that's going to the Final Four. These are going to be lifelong memories for him and, and also for Dwayne Notice as well. So you just can't
1: be anything
0: but happy for these seniors.
1: So the tournament expanded to 64 teams. The, the current format came into existence in 1985, and it has since expanded to 68. But in 85, it went to 64 teams. And since that year, three teams have come from a halftime deficit to win twice before reaching the Final Four. The Gamecocks are now the fourth team ever to do that. Two of the previous three went on to win the national championship. So, Scott, uh, you know, the Gamecocks are decided underdogs against Gonzaga. Nobody's picking South Carolina to advance to the national championship game. And I think a lot of Gamecock fans look at that and they listen to the pundits saying Gonzaga is going to beat South Carolina. And Gamecock fans say perfect, wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah,
0: they've been saying that they were going to lose every game they played <laughs> in this tournament, So. Uh, I think, you know, if you're a Gamecock fan, you don't need to concern yourself with that. And, you know, this team, if if you're a longtime college basketball fan, as I know you are, this team reminds me a lot, and by no means am I predicting this is going to happen, but that 1983 North Carolina State team that probably needed to win the ACC tournament just to even make the tournament, the NCAA tournament, they did that, and then all of a sudden, they just kept beating whoever it was they were playing. And uh, before you knew it, you looked up and they'd won the national championship. So, um, is that going to happen? I don't know. But what I do know is this team is playing with a lot of confidence right now, a lot of enthusiasm. The no state has been too big for them. You talk about playing the most storied program in the game, and Duke. You go out there and handle your business there, then you're on the biggest stage of all in Madison Square Garden. Just go up there and win a couple games as well. So I, I don't know why anybody would doubt this team at this point.
1: Scott, an overwhelming sense of accomplishment and pride for Gamecock fans with the men's team reaching its first ever Final Four. But I still have a sense that there is a strong sense that the job is not done. There's still a little bit of work to do.
0: I think that's the case. I really do think this team thinks it can you know, get into this Final Four and make some noise. And I don't know why we would doubt them, you know. Um, They've done it every step of the way. They do have a tough task ahead, but then again, they had an extremely tough task just to get here, and they handled it really with ease. So I'm just super excited to be turning on the TV on Saturday watching the South Carolina Gamecocks in the Final Four.
1: Fantastic line at the end of your column this week, Scott. You thought about canceling your subscription before realizing <laughs> that you can't. Your subscription is a Gamecock fan. We can't do it, Scott. We're lifelong members of the club, man. That's good stuff.
0: That's right. You know, being a, a sports fan, it's kind of like being in the mafia. You can't leave. <laughs> you know, you, you you can't escape. Once you got a team, you, they're your team. And these guys are mine. And so... Uh, you hang in there and hope that one day it's going to pay off, as I said in the column, and it really has in a big way this year.
1: Lots of peaks and valleys for college sports fans, for Gamecock fans over the years. Probably more valleys than peaks, but maybe a peak never higher than the one the Gamecocks are on right now, headed to the Final Four. We got a 6:09 p.m. tip Saturday at Glendale, Arizona, for the Gamecocks and Gonzaga, and that game will be followed by North Carolina and Oregon, and the national championship game will take place on Monday night. Scott, Gamecock fans getting paid off right now, man. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you, Emerson. Good Gamecock. All right, that's Scott Davis, our columnist here on Gamecock Central, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us.